EA Capital, in partnership with the Finalta Group, are offering an exclusive cash bonus to individual and retail clients. Get 30% extra cash on your initial deposit directly into your trading account upon signing up on the Markets.com trading platform, which offers CFDs on shares, forex, commodities, and ETFs. The minimum investment amount required to open an account and start trading CFDs is 1500 Upon signing up, you will gain access to educational material and a demo account. Trading CFDs carries a considerable risk of capital loss. EA Capital and Finalta South Africa PTY LTD are registered financial service providers and are licensed by the FSCA respectively. Terms and conditions do apply. To advertise, email podcast at thisismechi.com. Release yourself from order and logic and enter a new place. It's not work. It's not home. Yeah, no maps have been drawn. No books have been written. Nothing is certain. Everything is possible. Welcome to Podcast and Chill with Magic. I'm assuming this doesn't end well. Inda, what do you mean? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our friend of the show, Dr. Bruce Lelala. Thank you. How are you, doctor? I'm good, and you? Oh, man, thank you so much for coming through, Doc. Thank you for having me. eh? I've got so many questions for your profession. I'm so intrigued. I've got so many questions. Even Chilla sent through questions. Mm. And uh, before we get into them, uh, let me introduce you to Dr. Bruce Lelala. He's an esteemed plastic surgeon, uh, reconstructive anesthetic surgeon as well. In 2019, Dr. Lelala became the only second black South African to qualify as a plastic and reconstructive surgeon at the University of Cape Town. Oh, wow. That's true, right? That's true, yes. Round of applause yes, for yes, that, man. <laughs> Are people hesitant because you're black? Like, hey, those are my shortcuts. No. What's the response no. like when they find out that you're black? Well, you know, I think um, things are changing. I think the times have changed. And, uh, and our African people, they feel more comfortable with, with a black plastic surgeon. Yeah, you know, they can, you know, they come out easy. They are open, and also they feel like, you know, they feel like you understand them. Mm. Yeah, for example, if someone has a skin condition, they will say, "Okay, I feel like I should come to you because you will understand." Like that day, I had a patient who had bands, and he, she said that instead of going to a white surgeon, I would prefer to come to you because you understand, you know, the dynamics of. Of a black skin, yeah. So burns, yeah. It's that hot water burn on her face. Oh, so, yeah. on the yeah. face, yeah, on the face. Jeez. So yeah, no things. Things have changed, and 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 I get to see a lot of patients also who've been to the white surgeons who'll come to me for other things. Yeah, including corrective surgery. Yeah. Wow. When, when I was a mm. kid, and I, I I remember when I was with Michael Jackson, then I heard plastic surgery. You know. Yeah. Maybe it's a dumb thing, but I was a kid. I thought maybe why plastic? Does plastic? What is there plastic involved? Okay. <laughs> no. Well, it's a legit. Yeah. Question. No, it is. It is. It is a legit question. Um, well, our specialty, uh, the name plastic, is actually um, a Greek word that means plastikos. Oh. And plastikos means to form or to mold. Oh. So, yeah. Hence, plastic surgery. So, it, there's a lot of art in it. And there's a lot of, like, um, like she said, reconstructive surgery as well. So, in a way, we are artists. So, you're like a Greek god. Hell. 
then I applied uh, to other universities and um, and I was told, you know, I'll, I'll never get into plastics. Mm. Firstly, because of my skin color and also because of the competition because most universities, like I, I train in Cape Town. Um, I was very fortunate to get in, uh, but I, you know, I worked hard for it. So, If there's four in the country, black, white, how many are there? So at the moment, currently, I think there's about uh, around 200 plastic surgeons in the country. Ooh. And, uh, but, well, the numbers have improved. Yeah. Uh, the last time I counted, there was probably about 22 of us now. Oh, okay. So, so things are slowly improving. Yeah. yeah. So are the guys in Turkey better than you? Because if there's so many, why are people going to Turkey? We've heard so many <laughs> ladies going there for BBLs. Yeah. And why? I think without um, discrediting Turkey, uh, I think it's it, it's easy to have your opt done in terms of finances. Oh, it's, it's cheaper very, there. Very cheap, yeah. Oh. So medicine in in Turkey or the healthcare system in Turkey, it's it's um, it's subsidized. So it's it's very cheap for wow. for doctors. It's way way affordable, unlike in our country, mm. especially the private sector. So. And what are how much are we charging here? What are the, what are the figures? So, so well, it varies. There's there's yeah. a number of factors, of course. Uh, but on but on average, overhead, um, if you look at the big groups like your big private hospital groups, they charge. In fact, everything private you get charged per minute. Yeah. So if I'm gonna take you for a four hour procedure, mm. and they charge three hundred rand a minute. So you can do the meds. So it, yeah. And then, and also, um, I think. Is that just the hospital fee? That's just the hospital fee. Yes. How much is that? Please uh, so, do the calculations. Eh? So three hundred for still, four hours. Then there's still the doctor's fee, right? There's still the doctor's yeah. fee. Yeah. Yes. 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 You guys are killing it, eh? The anesthetist. How, how many years did you study for? Sure. It was. So you do six years of medical school. Yes. And then after that, you do two years of internship mm-hmm. and then one year of community service. And then afterwards, you have to do uh, at least one or two years of medical officer time wow. before you get a reg post, a registrar post in general surgery. Wow. And in general surgery, you have to do about two and a half to three years of general surgery. That's where you learn, you know, the basics of, basic principles of, of surgery. And then once you pass your second exam, so you write your primary exam and your intermediates, hmm. once you pass that, then you wait for a post in plastics. And hmm. most, I mean, Cape Town, they only train five plastic surgeons at, at a time. Wow. And it takes four to five years for a plastic surgeon to qualify in this wow. country. So, so you can imagine how tough it is to get in. Yeah. And it's not only an issue in our country, that's, that's how it is um, worldwide. Worldwide, okay. Well, in most countries. So... so so we just did the calculation. Mm-hmm. Four hours, 300 a minute, 1.2 million. Fuck, people pay that. No, that's not for correct. Your, uh, no. Oh, no. Nice, nice, nice. Come so on. So it's 300 times by 60 and then times by 4. Yes, yes. 1,200. What are you guys doing? What are you smoking there? 1,000 rand. <laughs> What, what is it? Did you get it? No, I'm confused. I mean, <laughs> so it's 300 times by 60. By 60, then And times then times by four. four. Oh, no. How much is that? Hold on. Hiya. 
Hey, sorry, doctor. Hey. Hey, did you hear how confident I was? Yeah. When I said 1.2, I was so confident. 16, 16.4. Yeah. yeah. 72,000. Oh, that's not bad. Hey, for a nose, that's still a lot of money. <laughs> for a new nose. All right, let, let, let me get straight to the chillest questions because there's so many. I'll yeah. try to get through as many yeah. as we can, right? Uh, what are the salaries people earn straight out of varsity to being a top surgeon? Sure. So, well, to be a top surgeon, you still have to spend another six, seven years to train. Mm. So straight out of varsity, you become an, an intern. So you're not a surgeon. Yeah. So I think interns nowadays, they earn probably between 35 and 40,000. Um, and then it goes higher and higher as you progress in your career. So if I pro- uh, progress, I become a top surgeon, how much are we looking at? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, he wants to know how much you will. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you must be prepared. So there's no cap. It just depends on on the month, how how hard I want to work. And um, so I'm booked. I'm fully booked like three months in advance. So if I want to work more days, then then that means more more income. But we're talking about the millions, no? I think so. That's yeah. That yeah, laugh gets definitely. Like, you hear that yeah. laugh? It's because I mean, look, seventy thousand for four hours, right? So let's say in the day you do three patients. Please, maybe uh, two. Two. Let's say two. Let's say two consecutive. And you can't do. I mean, do a lot, a huh? Two seven days a week. <laughs> okay, two. Ne? Seven days a week. Ah, you can't no, do you seven can't. days. Okay, five. Maybe, maybe, ah, maybe three days. You know, no, but like in between, you have, to, you have to consult. You have to do post-op reviews. So let's say you'll operate maybe two and a half days a week. Okay. Yeah. So can you whip out the calculator there? So 72 hours times <laughs> how many operations, how many procedures for four hours a week? How many procedures two, a week? Two. Two. We'll do two in a day. Two, two a, a day? day. Yes. Yeah. So times by seven? No, not no. seven. Times by three. Oh, three. Yeah. A week. Okay. Three days a week. But remember, that's, four, had... that's already almost 450K a week. All right. Times it by four to see a month. That's 1.7 million. Doctor. Doctor. No, but... <laughs> hey. But you're calculating the hospital fees. Ew. That's not the surgeon's fees. Oh, shit. Okay, so yeah. in that four-hour procedure, how much is the doctor walking away with? <laughs> <laughs> the good doctor. <laughs> yeah, man. We need, you know... <laughs> You just should have brushed up on the figures. <laughs> well, that's what you do. You operate on the figures. Drop this fucking That's a good one. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, to answer your question, you're looking at about an average of um, between 40 and 60,000 as a session fee. Mm-hmm. Per, per procedure. Yeah. That's for, amazing. For those big cases, yeah. Yes, All right, next question. In your opinion... Hard to get to as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, there's a quote yeah, that this. obviously you studied for so many years mm. to charge that per minute or per hour. Mm. You deserve yeah. it. True. And there's like yeah. a handful of you doing it anyway. Uh, in your opinion, what are some of the most important factors a patient should consider when choosing a plastic surgeon? Okay. Um, I, would, I would start by going back to to Teki. If you look at Teki, 
well, their population is slightly bigger than us. But in, if you look at the number of surgeons they have, take it, they have over 2,000 plastic surgeons. Oh. So if your country can produce such a high rate of plastic surgeons, I would question the quality of the training. Mm. So, and then you come back home. I told you that UCT only trains five people at a time. Huh. If you're able so, to come back home, yeah. you're not stuck under rubble. Huh. So, I saw that's too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Hey, it's a fact, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you come back so, home. So you can imagine then training 100 people at a time versus five. And then also, um, and also we, we have an association of plastic surgeons in this country. I think that's another safe place to start. You can Google your surgeon. Uh, the association is called APRASA. So, um, and then from there, I think for, from, from my my practice, I grew my practice from, from word of mouth. So <clears throat> if you have patients that can advocate for your work, then it becomes easier for, for you to grow your practice. And then also, I think, I mean, there are platforms. Most doctors have websites. I mean, you can request their previous work. Or when you come for your consultation, you can ask to see their previous work and stuff. But it is important to to choose the right session, especially for intricate operations because things can even though it's a cosmetic operation but things can go very wrong and and people have died from cosmetics mm. for real yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah people have died from cosmetics do you have any uh famous uh people that you've worked on <laughs> yes 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 but i can't but i can't say the name. oh client yeah. privilege what did what what operations did you you can't mention them but you can tell us what procedures yeah did they want an extra ass <laughs> that's gonna you know, give us a, a short list. We'll know who we're working with. Or who's do they the, want maybe? The BBL, or know? do they want to look like a white girl? Well, it's a combination of things. But most commonly, it's a liposuction. You know, a 360 liposuction. Oh. What's that? Um, 360 lipo? So 360 is when you lip, do liposuction on the back to contour the back, and yes. then you come back to the front, and, and then you can give people abs. And whoa, you can yeah. give people abs. Yeah. Don't think about it, Saul. Don't think about it. Don't do it. Hey, Doc will talk. Doctor, bring the mark. <laughs> and also thigh gaps, you know, the thigh gaps. Oh, they want that gap in between yeah, the legs. Yeah, that's, that's very popular. And of course, uh, lots of breast work. Ooh. Sure. Uh, next question. What is a Brazilian butt lift and how does it differ from other augmentation procedures okay so a brazilian butt lift is uh, is a procedure where we take fat from other parts of the body and then we use we prepare that fat and use it to to augment your buttock hmm. so we use your own fat uh, the other way of doing a buttock augmentation is by using silicone implants so the brazilian butt lift was pioneered by a guy um, his name is ivo ivo putengi from brazil so he's he's the one who who started or who who mastered the procedure, and then from there it became it became popular worldwide. So that's the difference. That's the main difference. So the other form is you we, we use implants. So if you don't have enough fat in your body, then we can use implants to augment. Um, so Brazilian butt lift specifically means we use fat from other parts of your body to do the augmentation. And then if someone has too much fat. What do you do? You, do you just leave the fat there? No, we throw it in the bin. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah, oh. we throw it like we, for I it goes for incineration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Because remember, once you start taking fat from someone, you have to. We are very obsessed with symmetry, so I think you know we've been trained to to perfect beauty and symmetry. So if if I'm gonna take a liter of fat of, out of you, yeah, I have to take adequate fat so that your body's properly contoured. Yeah. So I can't stop now because I'm okay. I've taken a liter that I needed to do your butt lift, so I have to mold your body yeah. so that yeah you don't have boshed you yeah yeah mm-hmm. speaking about boshed what does that even mean like um when you botch an operation so yeah so that's a very good question um because some people after a cosmetic operation they get <clears throat> infection they get you know the, the the known potential complications for example you, you'll get fluid collection what you call a saroma or your wounds will break down, or or you'll get a clot. So people will say, oh, I've been boshed. So that's not been boshed. So those are the expected potential complications. So when you have been boshed, it's when your one nipple is here and the other one is pointing up, mm. then you've been boshed. Or, or your belly button. Yeah. Or you forgot to put it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We, yeah, we so, forgot it by the chest. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, too high. So, so so that's been boshed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So explain but, that. So the, the belly button. So you're telling yes. me what happens there? So do you take it out and remove it and then have to put it back? No. So so when you're doing um a tummy tuck, so there's different types of doing a tummy tuck. So depending on the grading of the abdomen. So we grade the abdomen into four. So for grade ones, you can just do liposuction only to contour them. And then grade two, you can do liposuction and then what you call uh, a mini tuck. And then grade threes, you have to repair the muscles as well. But, you know, in females, when, when they get pregnant, mm. as the stomach grows, it displaces their rectus muscle. Mm. So they, the rectus muscle, they go on the sides and they end up with what we call a rectus diastasis. And um, that means that you have a, a permanent bulge now that yes. comes from deeper into your stomach because mm. your muscles have are now legs and now you are left with a space in the middle. So in order to repair that, we do a full abdominoplasty where we open up all the way to your zephysternum and then we repair the muscles. And then in doing that procedure, then you have to release the belly button. So you release the belly button. So you, you make an incision around the belly button and then it stands loose like that. And then you go past it, and then you repair the muscles, and then you put it back Whoa. in the ideal position. Jeez, man. Yeah. No wonder you could pay the big bucks. That's why it takes four hours. Sure. So, yeah. Craig, so you have you ever had a case where you, you forgot the village? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forgot no, the village no. button. <laughs> Press the panel button. Call it back. <laughs> <laughs> Regarding when you say that, obviously that the muscle, how it, it just collapses. Yeah. So there's no way, no training you can do in order to get your muscle back. No. So it basically yeah. surgery is the only Yeah. Okay. Once you have a full rectus muscle diastasis, uh, then see. yeah. In fact, I've seen with, with twin pregnancies and that where you, you even need a, what do you call a mesh? to support the muscles. So you repair the muscles. But after repairing them, you, you have to put another layer on top of them to support them because they are so... Oh, wow. 
somehow stretched and yeah. and tribal yeah can people donate so. fat for like you know uh procedures cuz you said people take fats <laughs> you take fat from other parts of the bodies what about the people without fat but don't want to use silicone can you then you use fat from somebody else no you can't hmm. why no, you can't because your your body you know the the other person will react to your hmm. also your the body can body. reject the fat yes correct Damn. that's why that's why when you donate blood that's why we all have type blood yeah, yeah blood type cells yes yeah. so you can only give your blood to someone who's your type so and in terms of fat we there's no there's way no to types. test that yeah oh that's fat yeah. types what advice would you give to someone considering a BBL for the first time um so advice would be um do a proper research that's very crucial uh regarding your your surgeon because like i said people have died mm. from these procedures there was a time in brazil where a number of patients died from from BBLs purely because these procedures were now done by general you know like by GPs basically whoa, whoa. Um, and um and and also that's yeah so if fat gets injected in the wrong plane it can go into your blood vessels <laughs> and once it goes to your blood vessels it, then it shoots up to your lungs and into your heart and then up to your brain and then you can die from that becomes becomes a fatal operation so so that's very very important to go to a qualified plastic surgeon who knows and understands the the anatomy of your bum so that they don't inject the fat into the wrong place yeah because then it's so, not a bbl anymore you're yeah. just taking an l Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> BB boy bye. <laughs> and also and also uh, it's important for for patients. In fact not only for not only for BB. <laughs> Sorry dunk. Sorry man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so yes, so it's also important for for patients, not only for BBLs but cosmetic patients in general to understand that you are going for a procedure that's going to alter your body shape and also that there is a recovery process. Yeah. Process, yeah. beyond your operation. So most patients they just think oh I'm healthy. Yeah. I'm just going to wake up tomorrow and go do a, a cosmetic operation. Yeah. And you know it, it's described in literature that those patients they actually go through a phase of depression. For real? Yeah. Because now you are going through you have these dressings on you are swollen and then, and then you know days go by and you really can't see improvement because now you know you you move from being normal been transformed overnight now you have to change your wardrobe certain things don't fit you mm. patients who've done breast work now you can't wash your hair in the first few days because you can't lift your hands high so Whoa. those small things you know patients need to understand that it is going to change change your life you go for a tummy tuck you are tight you know things are tight you've been reshaped you need assistance to get out of bed for example for the first few days so Yeah so those are important things that people need to to understand before they 
what's the main the main cause of death uh, with, with the BBLs? Because I know um, Kanye West's mom died in not. It's a lipo. It was a lipo. It was a liposuction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, mm. with Kanye's mom. Yeah. So there could be there could be a number of factors okay. that people die from. So firstly, it could be an, an anesthetic uh, complication. So for example, if your BMI is high. Um, your body mass index is high. Firstly, it becomes difficult to incubate you, and then also it can be difficult to to ventilate you while while you are under anesthesia. Because remember, once you're under anesthesia, you you are paralyzed. You're not then, you're not dead, ne? No, you're not dead. You're just paralyzed. And then we use they use the machine, the anesthetists they use the machine to support you to breathe while the operation is going. So you're on. not breathing. No, you're not. You are in a way, but you are assisted by the machine. So that tube that they have placed, if that tube gets misplaced, then that becomes a problem. Sure. And then also, depending on the type of operation, uh, you can get clots in your legs if it's too long, if the operation is too long and your BMI is high, and those clots can shoot up to your lungs, like I said. And then also, you can bleed as well. Hmm. Uh, if the bleeders are not controlled properly, you can also... Uh, that can also be fatal. Whoa. So there's a number of factors yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that are involved. But specifically for BBLs, most people have died from from what you call fat embolus, where the fat gets into into the bloodstream. Mm. Yeah. Damn. Um, is there? A, do you guys have a responsibility to tell people? Let's say someone is too skinny, because I've often seen way too many like skinny girls, but now they've got a BBL and there's mm-hmm. the thigh to ass proportion. Hey. The ratio is, 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 is not make sure, it's not balanced, you know? Yeah. Do you ever tell someone that, no, this bum is too big for your body? That the bum that you, the desired bum? Yeah. No, it, it is our responsibility to do that. It is, it is. Because also some patients have unrealistic expectations, so you need to manage those. So, yes, if someone is looking for a bum that's way too big for their body proportion, you have to point that out. Otherwise, it, in a way, you're going to push that person. What and if it, they're adamant, though? Sorry. Mm. What if they're adamant? And it's like, okay, I hear you, doc, but I just, I, this is what I want. Then they, then they can go to the next surgeon. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Otherwise, that person is going to become your problem long term. Mm. Mm. Case in point, um, Kim Kardashian, I mean, with all that money, still her thighs are too small for the bump, man. Yeah. In that case, what? <laughs> Should there have been more? How would you remedy that? Let's say a Kim Kardashian comes to you and says, yeah. I want my thighs to match my bum. Well, there are things that you can do to, to augment those thighs. I think, I think she has had so many operations that probably they used some of the fat from her thighs. But this is just an assumption. Yeah. Yeah, too. Because, you know, she's had a BBL before. Mm. So that could be the reason also. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. True, and you don't have a medical the history to know exactly. Yeah, yeah correct. And can you do BBLs for niggas? Hi. No. I would no. Do it. Yeah. It's a I, would, I wouldn't do that, but it, it can be done. It can be done. Yeah, yeah. It can be done. Mm. It can be done. But I. Can I, you enlarge your penis? <laughs> Through. No. Are you, are you asking for a friend? Or? No, Brackenstein. <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm fucking good. Hey, man. Ah, no one here can vouch for me, man. I'm, I'm good, you know? But yeah. is it possible to augment the penis size through surgery? Yes, it is. Yes, it and is it possible. can still have erections and Reflection. proper functionality? Yes, yes. Oh, whoa. Yes. It, can yes. it can be. Yeah, it can be. And have you done that before? And, uh, 
Well, during my training, yes. Uh, but now I don't... You've yeah. never had a patient? Well, I've had, but it's not something I do often. So mm. I prefer to, you know, things that I don't do often, then I refer to someone who does them. Mm. So with often. the BBLs and stuff, you take fat. So if you're going to do a penis, where do you get the rest of the flesh? Like the... the it's a muscle, right? It doesn't Correct. have fat, does it? So Correct. how do you... Make so, it longer or bigger. So there are ways. Uh, there are ways that uh, have been described. So some people, in some patients, we can take what you call PRP. So we draw blood from your blood vessels. We put it in a machine, a centrifuge. We spin it, and then we take the plasma, which is rich in in stem cells, oh. and then we inject that. So stem cells in the body, if you put them. Anyway, in your body, they transform into that tissue. So if you inject those stem cells into your penile muscles, then those muscles are going to grow. Damn. And then there's, there's types of vacuums that are available in the market where you put those uh, stem cells and then you use a vacuum for two, three weeks. How do you mean vacuum? So during What's that process, so there's a penile vacuum so you put, like a like a hoover yes, it's not a hoover <laughs> but it's like a negative pressure so you put it inside your penis uh for maybe 20 minutes a day whoa and then that oh that is it like causes, a pump yeah like a pump correct mm. like a pump and also some people have injected <laughs> fat because even fat has stem cells so they've injected Damn. fat into 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 the penis and those fat cells they transform into into, into muscle because they contain stem cells. And then also there are ligaments. So there are ligaments at the top of your penis. If you release those ligaments, you gain you gain centimeters. Wow. So ligaments is in what? Foreskin? No. Oh. At the top. No, at, the oh. Base, at the base of your penis. There are ligaments oh, that, okay. that's holding your your penis. So what can you alter? Is it girth, length, and even Direction, like well, some you know penises. <laughs> some are straight, some are straight. These are very interesting. There's a chiller out there who wants to know, man. There's a chiller out there. There's a chiller out there who wants to know. Can you change the chain? No, because with ass you can choose. I mean, I'm sure you've got a chart of asses. That's it. White trucker size. You know, slimmer. You know. Yeah. Vast blank in different shapes. With penises, what can you do as far as changing it? Is can you change the shape, direction, the girth, the length? Yeah, we can do that. Whoa, yeah, man! That. Remember, I said when I started, we said I said our field is too, to mold, to mold and You're form. You're an artist. Yes. So yeah, we make dreams happen. That's interesting. So much. Yeah. Uh, could you tell us about a particular challenging case you've handled and how you approached it? Sure. I think I think every reconstructive case is, is a challenging case, mm. especially for patients who've who've had like cancer. Um. So, for example, make an example of breast cancer. So females, they lose their whole breast. Mm. And then we come in as plastic surgeon and then we recreate a new breast wow, from scratch. Bro. Mm. So that could be challenging. Um, and then also babies who are born with congenital malformations. You get babies who are born with big holes in their mouth. Yeah. So you have to reconstruct that. Mm. And um, 
would say in, in my career, what I've found very challenging is dealing with, with babies. Because they're such a precious... Yeah. Fragile. And fragile. Oh, and, oh. and also, I remember there was this time where they were conjoined twins. Huh. Um, so their heads were conjoined. Ooh. And they were born somewhere in Lusikisik in the Eastern Cape. So because they didn't have the expertise in the Eastern Cape, those twins were transferred to Red Cross. And then and then we were involved in, in separating separating them. So that was a very stressful moment they for, for us as, as a team. Yeah, yeah, they both lived. Oh, wow. Were you alone or did you join heads with others? So 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 it was a team. <laughs> so that's a good one. In fact, yeah, yeah. That's a Who are you to judge me? Why are you judging that? That's a fucking abrupt. Get the fuck. Two heads are better than one. Get the fuck out of here. Doctor knows. Uh, no, you're right. So we, you did all that by yourself? No, we did. We did join heads with. Thing. With with uh, so we became a team with neurosurgeons. Neurosurgeons were involved. Man. Anesthetists were involved. Uh, pediatricians were involved. Oh, wow. So it was a whole team. Social workers were involved. Psychologists. So yeah. Now you guys are changing lives. Uh, I would like to know if he has ever experienced load shedding while in the operation theater and a general overview of how load shedding is affecting his service. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, load shedding is a big problem. Uh, but fortunately, in, in our settings, we do have backup systems because, you know, we, we deal with lives. So we can't afford not to have oxygen flowing, from, mm. you know. At but they don't load shit hospitals, though, eh? They do. That's what they I've heard. Do. The they urban do. myth is they that. Do. Oh shit! No, yes. they do. But but yeah, they they were. I'm aware that past two three months they were trying to take public hospital off the load shedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Jeez, but it does it does happen. It does happen. But fortunately, it's just a split second for yeah. the generators to boom, kick boom. in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is the difference between a tummy tuck and liposuction? Oh, so a tummy tuck. Um, so people who come for abdominal rejuvenation, if I may put it that way, it's mostly patients who've had, like ladies who've had babies. Yeah, yeah. So now they, they have laxity of the muscle. They have excess fat and excess skin. So even males do that, mm. to come for, 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 for tummy tucks. So, um, so when you do a tummy tuck, you remove the excess fat, you remove the excess skin, yeah. the tissue at the bottom, and then someone ends up with a scar along the panty line, yeah. a hidden scar along the panty line. So that's the major difference. So remember I said that you grade, you grade the stomach in 100%, the fall. Yes. Yeah. So if someone has, they only have excess fat, but their skin tone is still good, then you can just do liposuction only, and then their skin will, will contract. Hmm. Usually it's young young patients where the elasticity is still good. But the older patient and patients who've had multiple babies, then you need to do a full tummy tuck. Okay. So a full tummy tuck is when usually when you reposition the belly button mm. a full a full tummy tuck. Mm. So other people you can just do a mini yes. a mini tummy tuck. Mm. Uh, because there's if you have excess skin after you've done a lap liposuction, that excess skin will actually be exaggerated because now you are flat here, so that skin falls, will fall down yeah. and gets, oh, gets yeah. exaggerated. So you have to do an excision to take that 
excess tissue. Yes. And with all these operations, if you do a tummy tuck or BBL, whatever the case may be, and you still continue like with an unhealthy diet, does that impact the operation? No, definitely. Definitely nah. does. It does. Mm. You have you have to maintain. So even even after liposuction, remember that you at at some at some point in your life you stop producing uh, fat cells. Okay. So you have a set number yes. now of fat cells. <laughs> so when you do liposuction, we remove most of those fat cells. Wow. But whatever is remaining behind can either shrink or increase in size. Mm. So if you've done lipo and then you gain more than 20 kgs, then your results are lost. So it's very important to, to maintain. So for example, if you've done a BBL and you gain 20 kgs, then you're going to have yeah. a much bigger bum. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's important. The bum grows in proportion to your to your weight gain. Well, you've transferred the fat cells from one place to another. Mm. So when you gain weight, those fat cells also they're going to gain weight. Mm. What if now yeah. it's silicone? Well, then then silicone you, you won't gain. So when you can gain weight and your bum won't gain proportionally because it's not fat cells. Well, the bottom line is that you shouldn't <laughs> live in unhealthy. <laughs> 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 the bottom line is, bottom line is, you should live a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, gain weight. True, yeah. True, true. yeah. But I heard when you're busy, cough, cough, silicone is not the one. Like it feels plastic. Well, things. It's not jiggly and. Probably in the past. Uh, but now technology has improved significantly, and people now who have silicones, you can hardly tell. Mm. You probably came across a few, and you, you didn't know. Came uh, in, such uh, came across, <laughs> came in. silicone. <laughs> 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 uh, the only silicone I know is the valley. That's it, guys. <laughs> uh, talk to us about a mummy makeover. Yeah. So a, a mummy makeover is um, well helping someone who's had babies and now they're done. And then usually, you know, during pregnancy, you, you get a lot of hormonal changes, mm. and then you gain weight in different places, mm. and then those patients will come to you for a mummy makeover. Mm. So usually, mummy makeover will include uh, liposuction, yeah. will include. Tummy tucks will include. Um, oh, so it's a package. Bag. It's a package. Yeah. Okay. So we start from well, right? yeah. Mm. yeah. So we start from the arms. We take wow. out that fat from the arms. Mm. We take fat from your neck, mm. submental area. We lift up your breasts. We do a tummy tuck. Obviously, we do this in in stages. We don't do everything at once. Can you remove yeah. uh, the forehead? Make it smaller. When you're a child, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it's too late. Whose forehead? You know, mine. You know, my forehead is massive. Dog. What do you mean, dog? No, it's not. Are you insecure? But you, you've got a perfectly fine forehead. Bro, I've been telling you. That's why I wear caps, my dog. It's too big. Nah, bro, you've never. He just has this no weird cap. insecurity. I don't know. Show the dog. Dog, you've, you've got, got a consultation. Very, you've right. Hey, it's gonna be a meme. Fuck you. Wait, are the dreadlocks? Wait, are the dreadlocks? Dreadlock to for the forehead. Doctor, bring the marker. Fine. Tell us about his forehead. If you, he doesn't have a big... You're a doctor. <laughs> you're in your expert opinion. No, man, he doesn't. Your, your forehead is fine, bro. No. Okay, cool. Hey, uh, please explain <laughs> what a rhinoplasty is and if it is common in SA. Okay. So rhinoplasty is... Uh, well, it can be a corrective surgery or it can be an aesthetic operation, cosmetic. So you get patients who, who've been involved in trauma 
someone gets punched, they fracture their septum, and then now they have nasal obstruction, or you're in a car accident, you smash your face, mm. and you get facial fractures, including okay. your, your nose. So we can reconstruct you by doing a rhinoplasty, where we'll take a rib cartilage, and then we support your nose. Oh, back. So that can be a rhinoplasty. Oh. And then you get other forms of rhinoplasty where people complain about you know, the hump at the back of, you know, at the dorsum of the nose or how the tip looks or how the size of the of their ella mm. or the nose size in proportion to their face. Is yeah. So that becomes an aesthetic rhinoplasty. So it is it is a common operation. Uh, it's been a very common operation among amongst the white population. And then now we see it a lot also in, in, the, in the black population. Yeah. 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 Wow, man. Explain what is fat grafting. Okay, so fat grafting, it's basically fat transfer. So you take fat from one place and then you... Oh, like you yes, said earlier. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Does breast reduction or enlargement affect breastfeeding for mothers? Would you therefore recommend it for women in childbearing age mm-hmm. who's also willing to have as many children in the future? Mm-hmm. So let's start with breast reduction. So breast reduction, you know, it's, it's a functional operation. Because patients, when they come for breast reduction, they're complaining about pain most times. Yeah. Because, you know, they carry a lot of weight on their chest. So they end up with neck and back pain. Mm. And some will end up with uh, chronic headaches. They even have numbness in their arms. Mm. Whoa. Of of, of that weight. And um, and on average, we'll take about maybe three, four cages on someone's breast. And um, I think the most I've taken was 12 kgs. Gee. Yeah. So you can imagine that person. And and then also in the young... 12 you know, kg? Yeah, 12 kg of, of, of tissue, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we, start, we, we start doing breast reductions from the age of 13 because some of these kids, they get mocked in school. Oh, yeah. And, and, and we've had patients who've been raped because of oh. breast size. Yeah. And then also some, they can't play sport because of the size of their breasts and yeah. so it, it is it is it is a it is a big issue especially among the african population it's a massive issue so <clears throat> the techniques have improved significantly over the years um so yes they are able to breastfeed with the techniques you know the techniques that we use uh currently however some patients we have you find that they they can breastfeed but the milk is not enough mm. uh, so they have to augment the breastfeeding but yes, they, they are able to breastfeed. And in terms of breast augmentation, that doesn't affect your breast glands. So because yeah. if you're going to use a silicone, you put the silicone under the breast tissue. So that doesn't affect you producing milk, milk at all. So that's not an issue. Uh, uh, Fat checker, uh, when you, uh, she wanted to reduce her breasts. Do you have a question for the good doctor? Do you want yeah, to now? Just, okay, yeah, cool. Grab a mic then. Um, okay, my first question was in regards to your tummy tuck, right? Yeah. You said that you guys make an inter- an insection at the bottom of the stomach. Yes. So I'm asking in terms of women who have had C-sections, because that's also where they cut. Yes. When is it advisable for them to start going for the process of a tummy tug or something with their stomach? Because I know that it takes time for them to heal from that operation. Yeah. So them coming to you 
to reopen it if that's mm. what you're going to reopen mm. oh. and have a tummy tuck is it advisable and when does should they wait for yes. that so so for tummy tucks uh, remember I had I said that there's a lot of hormonal changes that happens during pregnancy and it takes a while post postpartum for for, for that to cycle and also for for your body physiology to go back to 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 your normal baseline that takes a while so the timeline between you giving birth to you having a tummy tuck is about six months. Yeah. Even with the C-section? Yes, yes, even with the C-section, yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. And then my second one, yes, it was in terms of full-chested women mm-hmm. representing them. Um, I was wondering about the breastfeeding situation. And another one was in terms of, I could say... I was told that after you've given birth, your breasts enlarge and they stay that way. So does that also be affected once you're done with a um, reduction? Like if I were to go for a breast reduction mm-hmm. and I'm reducing my breasts, am I going to go back to this very same size that I wanted to reduce? That's a good question. So, well, remember when you do a breast reduction, we take most of your breast tissue out. So whatever is left behind will not grow to what you had before the breast reduction. That's not possible. However, you still have fat cells within within your breast tissue. So that can gain weight. Well, that can gain in terms of size. So what usually happens is that during pregnancy, your breast will be engorged because now the breast tissue that's left behind is producing milk. So as the engorgement, so during breastfeeding, your breast will be picky and, and engorged. Yeah. And then once you stop breastfeeding, they will settle down. What you usually see is that after multiple pregnancies, then your skin gets yeah, saggy. saggy. Yeah, mm. so your skin gets saggy. But in terms of size, you will still have a reasonable size. It won't go to your original size before the breast reduction. Then once that happens, the sagginess happens, then we do a different procedure that we call a mastopexy, where we just do the skin excision only to lift up your breast. So it won't sag anymore? Yes. Yeah. Whoa! So actually about Damn. that surgery, so, um, wow. but I heard that, you, is it, what are the chances of losing the sensation on your nipples? So yes, so when you do a breast reduction, especially with the big reductions, because as you, as you lift up the breast tissue, you can, you do go through, through the nerves. Yeah. So with the very, very big reductions, you definitely go through the what we call the verunga septum, where yeah. your nerves come up to your nipple. So once you go through that, then yeah, you do lose sensation. Mm. In some patients, it, it it will come back, but it usually takes about nine months for it to come back post-op. Oh. And in about 1% of the population, it doesn't come back at all. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. Same with losing the nipple. So about 1% of the population worldwide, they lose their nipple after a breast reduction. Oh. Because remember now, you're taking from down here, up here and then the blood supply comes from your chest wall yeah. so the vessels that come within your chest wall to supply the nipple that's lying there so as you mold the breast things can happen you can twist the pedicle mm. and then with the swelling you can lose the blood supply to mm. to your nipple and also other people have different anatomy you find that their dominant supply is coming from lower than the usual expected position. And what's happening there so, by, yeah. by, by the nipple? What's that sensation? 
it's just the nerves. <laughs> oh, it's the nerves. <laughs> it's the nerves, yeah. Mm. It's nerves. And it's important. It's important for females. It's part of their sexual health. Yeah. Even yeah. men as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even men. They yeah. get very... Yeah. Yeah. When they're excited. <laughs> Please ask him if he has ever performed, I don't even know how to pronounce this, mm-hmm. uh, hymenoplasty. Oh, hymenoplasty. Mm. And whether there are any disadvantages to this uh, procedure. Mm. What is a hymenoplasty firstly so, uh, before you go on? Yeah, hymenoplasty is... It's, Basically making someone a virgin again. Yeah. Oh, it's putting the hymen back. Yeah. The hymen. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, you worked on Kelly Kumal. I went. I man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh shit! That's crazy. That's possible. It is possible. Whoa! Yeah, it, it is described. It is possible, but I haven't done one. Uh, however, I have done vaginoplasties, where you tighten the the vagina, yeah, vagina tightening, and also there's another one called labioplasty. So some people. They have big labias, mm. um, and then and it, it, affects, labia, yeah? Yeah, it affects it affects their function. <laughs> no, yes, for real, because yes. during coitus they experience pain. Oh. So we can. So the bigger it is, the more pain you Wait, experience. So big ladies with big vagina lips can have pain during coitus, yeah, oh. because the the, the yeah. vagina lips are so big. Mm. Whoa, I t- whoa, yeah. So we Never can do a labioplasty for that, yeah. What goes into making a vagina tighter? Because now, clearly it's not that. Because, I mean, I'm assuming as a man who has sex with women that the tightness is something inside, not outside. How do you yeah. enter inside and make the walls tighter? Yes, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. We can make them tighter. <laughs> <laughs> make the walls tighter. So we mold. Hey. We can mold things, yeah. Can make but them. now, how do you know if it's sufficient tightness? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> now how do you know that <laughs> now you're tight? Hey, we are tight. How do you know that now you're tight enough? Like, no, for real. This is a valid That's question. It's a valid question. <laughs> Then you're like, I tight. <laughs> tight, tight. Tight. You're good now. How do you know if it's tight now? No, because we understand the anatomy. So you know what a, a normal looking vagina looks like inside. Who normally then, comes? Okay, go on, sorry. Yeah. Yes, so who? Who normally? Is it husbands who come with their wives and say, we want the tightness? Or is it the woman who comes by herself and say, I want my tightness um, yeah. Increased. Well, very few couples, yes, they will come together yeah. to say, Yeah, can you tighten the vagina? But mostly females, they will come alone. Well, most of my patients, they will they will come alone. Yeah. But are there times yeah. that a female comes and you're like, But it's fine? Yeah, yeah, Maybe there it's him. Yeah, who's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, no, no, no. It's perfectly, with my understanding of the anatomy, it's perfect. Yeah. 
So he needs to c- consult and we will do the... No, because you, you're, you're 100% right. Because I've had patients who, who would come uh, and say... That. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, doctor, you came on the wrong show. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who would come for a consult. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so there are females who, who, who would arrive. Yes, uh, pitch come, up, come, come pitch up for a consultation, mm-hmm. and then and then when you go in details, when you're taking history, you find that the husband has cheated. So now they feel insecure. Mm. With a much younger girl, right? Yes. Maybe sometimes. Yes. Oh, and then, yeah. and then, same thing with uh, with facelifts as well. How much is that, doctor? By the way, how much is that? What a the tight, the tightness of the vagina in terms of cost. Yeah. So you're looking at about maybe forty-eight thousand. Wow. Ah, it's not quite. Yeah. It's not. So yeah. You said seventy-two k. Nothing. You got your answer. <laughs> I thought vaginas were all the same. They are the same in terms of the overall anatomical structure. But, yeah. He's Venda. I thought they were all tight. (laughs) (laughs) But you're the problem. (laughs) (laughs) So there's ones that are tight and there's ones that aren't, bro? Yeah, bro. Well, yeah. Us guys with normal dicks would have experienced that, yeah. Mm. And some... If, correct me if I'm wrong, because I've experienced a lady who's never given birth and stuff, mm-hmm. but her vagina is not as tight as someone with even two kids. Yo! Yeah, this lady's yeah. given birth like two, three times when the vaginas are tight. That's just, it's a what muscle. Is it? It's genes. It's just no, no, it's not even, it's just, it's just the muscle. Yeah. Some muscles, it can contract and obviously... Correct. Yeah. Yeah, correct. And so, some are just loose without even giving birth. It's not like yeah. there was something that came in before. Exactly. So after you give... him out. Uh, after you give birth, will, can it still be tight or...? Well, there are specific exercises that mm. are usually... Kegel. Kegel. Yeah, mm. for for females to do. And those help to strengthen not only your vaginal muscles, but also your pelvic muscles. Yes. So it means yeah. after the baby comes out, it's not tight anymore, but you can do uh, some, uh, like you're saying, Correct. to make it tight again. Yes. yes. Ah. I know it's not your field of expertise, but after how long would a lady start seeing results or feeling or whatever results in Kegel exercises? You mean from the time they start? Yeah. What is that? What's Kegel? It's exercises. I don't know. It's, it's like contracting squats, the muscle. Sort yeah. of oh, like squats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's an exercise that makes you. That's designed. Like you're flinching. You're flinching yeah. your muscles. Yeah, but what yeah. does it look like? Are you doing squats or? No, well, there's different types. You can do them while you don't yeah. even. No one will know that you're doing. Oh damn! Exercises. Oh, for real, can do them seated. Yes. Are you doing them now? <laughs> 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 I don't know if you do those. <laughs> I don't know if you do those things. Seated, you're chilling there. Yeah. 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 You're tightening your muscles. With Whoa, them. fuck it up! You're a wild man, for real. <laughs> That's how amazing women are. Multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Uh, can you please share some insights on the intersection between uh, plastic surgery and mental health? 
I think you did to say yeah. you did say that people go yeah. through depression, depression sometimes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. No, that's 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 a very important question. And also, uh, we have a subset of patients that have uh, body dysmorphic body dysmorphic disorder, which is a psychology, well, a psychiatric condition. <clears throat> so you have to be able to identify. In fact, we are trained to identify such, you know, that group of people because they will hop from one plastic surgeon to another and they're never happy with their body. Mm. Yeah. Sure. So, so yeah, it is, it is a mental. All right, here's yeah. the last one. Can you talk to us about some of the most common misconceptions about plastic surgery? Sure, there's a lot. Yeah? There's a lot. In fact, uh, I think our field is misunderstood. Mm. And also because I, th- I blame the media because what they portray on, on TV and stuff as plastics, they only show 20% of what we do. Oh, so there's a whole lot of what we do as plastic surgeons. Like I mentioned that, you know, we deal with patients mm. who've been involved in trauma, patients who've been burnt. Breast cancer. Mm. Breast cancer and other forms of cancers. Mm. You know, we operate from head to toe. Mm. Wow. So, um, and, and also babies who are born with congenital malformations. Mm. So I belong to um, a team called Operation Smile, which is USA-based. So we go around the world offering our skills to disadvantaged kids wow. from different countries and, and we deal with patients who are born with congenital malformations like mm. cleft lips and palate. So there's a whole lot that we do, a lot. In fact, even within the medical fraternity, we are still misunderstood about what we do because mm. people, they only, you know, they only see the glamour side mm. yeah, of, yeah. Of, of plastics, yeah. Mm. So that's a big, big mis- misconception. And how come you haven't worked on yourself? I can't work on myself. How can I work on myself? Mm. But I can't maybe, operate on myself. But well, maybe yeah. like uh, go to another doctor to get your nose done, I don't know, whatever. No, man. Um, don't get half your own supply. However, I... I <laughs> <laughs> However, I, I would confess that I've, I've had Botox, though. Oh, Botox. Yeah, Botox. I, Which one is that one, Botox? So Botox is the one that helps you to remove the wrinkles oh. on your, on your, on your That's face. That's why you look young. Yeah, yeah you look very, like... <laughs> so I could so, do yeah. Botox, no? Yeah, so, so, so you can... You can't. <laughs> but you look good, man. Like, you look... Like, for real, it looks... So yeah, so like for, pulled. You can use Botox, and then and then there's another form called fillers. I don't know if you've heard of oh, fillers. Oh yeah, fillers. So fillers are a volume replacement. So as we age, you lose volume on your oh. face, so you can replace that volume, What's volume? using filler. What's like face you, volume? Face volume. For example, you see this area here. So as you get older, you lose the tissue bulk or the tissue volume of of that particular area. So your muscles shrink, your fat cells shrink, and as a result, this part of the face falls down. Mm. Oh, that's, that's why, why old people, yeah, yeah that's why you like see people with a pronounced... It's just aging. Yeah, the aging so it's the process to, of yeah. aging. Oh, yes. oh, I see what so you So you can reverse that by, by, by replacing that volume with uh, either fat or with, with fillers. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, hey, we're getting a pusa face, mm. eh? And and also no, another. I mean, thing. I water, man. Oh yeah, yeah. My other secret is also I have. <laughs> can you fix pusa faces? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. It's a good well, question though. I stop drinking. Little pusa, little pusa, pusa. 
Oh, speaking about aging, why is it, you know, like uh, that, that saying, black don't crack? What's going on with white people? Because the older they get, man, that skin just yeah. looks weird. They age quicker yeah. than us. Yeah. 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 A white yeah. man who's 40 ah, looks mm. way older. Well, it's, 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 it's the skin type mm. and the collagen. So, so in our skin, we have, we have a different ratio of collagen. So there's about five types of collagens. So we have, in terms of ratio, we have a lot of collagen that the white skin won't have. Mm. Hence, that's why our skin elasticity is stronger than, yeah. So they tend to age quicker. Oh, that's what okay. I'm trying to say. Wow. Yeah. Collagen. Collagen. I want to collagen. And Give me a brain. What about, you know, like you get now collagen to drink, you know, those powders. Is that, does it really work? Well, in terms of aging, it, it's it hasn't been proven. Mm. But in terms of wound healing, that that has been scientifically proven that it helps. If you have a wound and you are taking collagen supplements, that it helps. It helps to speed up your wound healing. So it'll be like your powders you put maybe in your tea or your coffee. Yes, it, it also comes in, it in tablet form. Some, yeah. they sell it in serums. Mm. Yes. I heard, man, I don't know if this is true, but I heard there's some white people... When they give birth to their children, uh, they steal at hospitals. They steal um, uh, black kids like uh, the placenta when the mm-hmm. when the oh yeah uh, yeah and and then they and then they use that placenta for because they want the kid to have melanin or something like that. Sure. Have you heard about that? No, I know of the one woman uh-uh. who the family. I don't know if you know about this. The family sued. Some university, some a medical university, where they did that, they 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 took some of her cells or something. Mm. Please fact check, please check this for me. Just say American black family placenta or cells sue university. Do you know that story? Mm-hmm. There's a lady, man. She had very special cells, and and then they. Uh, have been using them so mm. long. So, of, yeah, mm. they had her as a patient or something, or brought her in and took all the stuff from her and started using it and helping people out there without okay. actually telling the family. And when they oh, found I out, see. they see. sued. Very, because, very famous case. Mm. Yeah, because you can you can take um, cells from the bone as well. You know your bone marrow cells that yeah. helps a lot with patients who have a specific type of blood cancer, leukemia. Yeah, so you can do a bone marrow um, transplant for them. And how powerful is melanin? Melanin is powerful. That's why they say black don't crack. So it is. And also it protects us from from the sun, from the damage from the sun. (laughs) Hence, that's why the white people tend to get skin cancers than than the black people. Because we are protected by the amount of melanin we have. Her name is Henrietta Lack. The family sued a biotech company for uh, profiting from stolen cells. The estate of Henrietta Lacks has filed a lawsuit against Thermo Fisher Scientific, which sells commercial line of HELA tissue, accusing the corporation of profiting from Lacks stolen cells. So, yeah, they've stolen some cells from this lady. Mm-hmm. Henrietta Lacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lacks, L-A-C-K-S. You can check it out. I'll it's, check it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it's a very fascinating story yeah. I read one time. Yeah. What's the most uh, 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 challenging uh, procedure you've had to do that someone asked and you were like, Yo, or you didn't know, but it was just challenging to do? Mm. I think um, the line of, of, of and the types of procedures that I do in terms of reconstruction, they're quite intricate and very, very challenging because we 
we use microscopes. So, <clears throat> so in the country at the moment, we have probably about 14 microsurgeons. And that's what I went to the UK to subspecialize in. And, and, then, and then currently, I'm, like I said, I'm the only black with, yeah. with that qualification in the country. So those operations, you're looking at about 10, 12 hours in theater. One, one operation where we transfer tissue with its own blood supply, with its own nerves, and we transfer that tissue to reconstruct another part of the body. Mm. And then we put everything together using the microscope. So that's very, very intricate and, and very challenging. Sure. Uh, Ghost Lady, you got a question? Yes. I just want to find out which like procedure is your favorite or a procedure that you've mastered like very well, that it, it's your thing. Sure. Uh, Penis enlargement. I, I think he like, likes that. That's a, that's a great <laughs> question, actually. No, I don't. Yeah. So. Like whoever has an issue with this, like come to me. You're yeah. the guy. I'm, I'm the for, guy. For this. Like, so, big dick, so, better call doctors. <laughs> <laughs> So, Talk to so, Bruce. Thi- so things that I do <laughs> almost on a daily is it's breast work. Mm. Breast so work. I do lots of bre- either breast reductions, breast augmentation, and mm. breast reconstructions from from breast cancer. Mm. And then also, like I said, you know, we operate from head to toe. So, um, but in terms of the common procedures that I do, it's breast work. Uh, liposuctions, tummy tucks, yeah. mummy makeovers. Oh. I do a lot of those, and uh, and and BBLs. I think it, from mid last year, it's become a season of BBLs. Almost, oh yeah, every no, it's BBL season in theater. There's a BBL. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a breast man. Yeah, I'm a breast man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love favorite breakfast. I'm a man. You know. <laughs> Even during my training in Cape Town, even our prof knew that any breast work yeah. will be the person to... Does uh, does your wife ask for any procedures for your partner? Oh, yeah. uh, not yet, mm. but, but, she, but she's hinted that... And would you? After, after the case, she, she would... Have, yeah, like would, a mummy thing. Yeah, I would. Yeah. And I then would. do you, all, you know, also view people, sorry, like, you know, when you're just walking around, are you looking at people, how, oh, I could fix this? I could do this for you. Do you kind of view the world in that manner or you just That's like... the problem with my speciality. Mm. We, you know, we have a trained eye. Yes. And, uh, and it's gotten me to travel into trouble a few times because I would, I would make a comment with, you know, would be walking in a mall and I'd say, okay, I could have done that nose better. <laughs> we give you a permission. Look around Yeah, the look around, yes. We yeah, who do you think has done some work here? Look around the room. It's face head nog. Yeah. <laughs> what can you fix you know, from yes. who's here? Obviously, I have a lot of fixing. I have a lot of fixing. Yeah, so I'm all yours, doctor. Here, here I am. What are you fixing here? I'll start there. You tell me. With the tummy? Oh. Yeah, tummy. Oh, you're deaf. Okay. Yeah. And also, and also talking about uh, fixing, you know, I get a lot of male patients who complain about uh, breast, breast, mm. breast eye, oh, yeah. what you call uh, gynecomastia. So it does impact a lot of, on their psychology. Yes. Some will say, I can't undress in front men of boobs. Mm. Yeah, men's boobs. Yeah, men's boobs. That's oh, another common thing. Yeah, yeah. And also in general, you know, male, males or females, I think, I think, also, you asked me about the, the psychology of, of, of cosmetics. On the flip side, 
you know, I think as a society, we say we are very quick to judge that someone has gone for yeah. uh, for a procedure, yeah, yeah, blah blah, yeah. and we stigmatize it. Oh yeah. And then and, you know, it's it's very important to as a society to start understanding that people go through a lot psychologically. You can imagine you were twenty one and you have this you had this perfect body, and then now you have two kids, and mm-hmm. then you're out of shape, and it's affecting your marriage. Mm-hmm. It's affecting you psychologically. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you come to me, I transform you, you you have your life back. I've changed your life, yeah. basically. And then I've helped you from being depressed, from being suicidal. Wow. Mm. Some people take their own lives. Yeah. So I think that's important as a society that before we start judging, you need to understand the people, the, the person's journey. Yeah. 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 Correct. Is there any counseling involved? Because the counter of what you're saying is someone who was hot in their 20s or in varsity, banging body, three kids later, then they, they, right? Yeah. And then they go back, come back, come to you and you reverse the hands of time, essentially. Correct. And then she's fine. I say, I look pop. And, <laughs> and she's just wild. Do you, yeah. like, have, like, you know, when you win the lottery, they give you counseling. Yeah. Because now you've got this thing that maybe you want, you've never had and you need to deal with it. There's a mental, psychological effect true. to it. True, true, yes. So there are resources available for that. And and you as a primary surgeon also, that's your role also to, to, to carry Ref- the patient mm-hmm. through through that process also. And that hence that's why there's a number of consultations before you do the yes. op. And then also Brilliant. after the op also you Brilliant. have to so there's coach them through. Assist- yeah, yeah. Things to assist. Yeah. But you never answered. Would you work on your on your partner? Yes, I said I, I would. You would, yeah, yeah, no, I would. Because oh. uh, I understand the the psychological benefit of that. Yeah. Mm. Because, yeah. And then what would you change on me? There's nothing to change. Then. Yeah. Forehead. Fine. I'll just change the forehead. How fucking massive! Bring the marker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Doctor. Doctor, thank you so much, yeah. man. This has thank been so informative. So much, man. Big man. Thanks, no, thanks and for also, coming, man. I I brought you guys some samples of my own skin products. Oh, you got your oh, own yeah, Oh, dog, please bring. Made, yeah, bring please it too, bring. Man. Made for the African skin. Yes, yes. When did you launch this? Hey, fam, thank you. Uh, it's been... Here you go, Doc, you'll tell us what over. these are. Oh. Over years. Oh, wow, okay. Medi L. Medi L. By La... Lelala. Yeah. Lelala. By Dr. Bruce Lelala. Lelala. Yes, yes, yes. So maybe more about this? Yes, yes. By Dr. Lelala. So from, you know, the beginning of my training in plastics, um, you know, we we get trained through the process of aging um, and and understanding cosmetics and and beauty. And so I looked at what our African sisters were yeah, using yeah, and yeah. some of the products, you know, they were damaged into their skin. They oh, yeah. A lot of pigmentation mm. or like hyperpigmentation around the eye, the eye area and it will just damage the skins. And I looked at the products. Most of the leading products are products that were made overseas. Mm. Yes, and, yes. And that's what people are using. But those products were not made for you know, the black skin. Said, the black skin. Yes, hundred percent. So, so like I saw that. Product, similarly. Yes. Yeah, so I saw that gap, and I said, "Why not? I have the knowledge. I have the expertise." Wow! Shout out to you, man. man. How yeah. long have you had this for? Uh, it's been four years now. Oh, shout out, man! Yeah, yeah. And where can people get yeah. this? Are you at the? So they can get this from my practice in Hyde Park. Uh, mm-hmm. Another practice called Laisa in Santin, uh, in Cape Town. 
and then we Cape Town, Cape Town at Wembley and and Waterfront. Okay, mm. yeah, yeah. Hey, so it's hard Detail. for you to get into like. The clicks, clicks the, scam, the commercial. Yes, it's the process. Hey, bro, yeah. you know how tough it is to yeah. get into retail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The white gambler. people have got yeah. us by the balls. The there. Gambler, they control it and they keep mm. it to themselves, pretty much. Yeah, it's like with cool drinks, alcohol, similarly. You know, yeah. hey, bro, I'm still struggling. Can't get into bro. tops, and it's the, one of the most demanded gins. Yeah. in the country. Mm. But mm. we're still fighting, man. We're still fighting. Can I fight pushing. on, bro. Yeah, yeah. and Mary's is my mother's name. So I made the I named the products after her. Shout yeah. out. Oh, so many L's for Lilala. Lilala. Yes. Oh, beautiful. So man. this is for the face. This I've got the facial. Yes. So so that's a face wash. Here's the face wash. So bro. that's face a wash, routine okay. wash. In fact, in total, we have about ten products. Nice. Like a skin range. So we have face wash, a toner, a moisturizer, uh, exfoliator, a charcoal face mask, and um, yes. and a body. Body lotion, nice, basically, yeah. nice. beautiful, yeah. nice. beautiful. And what's the question for about the the, the 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 lotions like you have and all these um products? Yes. What should black people just stay away from? You know, we get your retinol and this and that. These yeah. things that yeah. we hear yeah. with all these products that are out there in the markets. What is actually a known go um for black people? So uh, yeah, so I want to mention. I don't want to mention brands. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. 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 brands? Just like yeah. maybe um, the, the content. In, yeah. yeah, ingredients so, so, that you so, should avoid. So as 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 we have black skin, so the skin is measured into five. So it's called Fitz, Fitzpatrick one, two, three, and four and five. Mm-hmm. So the white people fall under one and two mostly, and some like Indian people, there'll be three. three. So blacks fall under four and five. Okay. So the products that Fitzpatrick one and two uses, like you said, retinols and, and so forth, it's good for their skin. Oh. And in terms of chemical pills as well, you can't use a pill that you're going to use on a Fitz, Fitzpatrick one and two on a black, black skin. Yeah. So that's very important. So our skin responds differently. Oh. And also in terms of the melanin content, so if you put a, a, a wrong product into our skin, that melanin overreacts, so you end up with with scars and yes. hyperpigmentation. Yes, yeah. And some products you can actually lose the pigmentation, mm. and and that can become a problem. Yeah. So mm. it's it's important to that. Hence why I started my own range. So mm. I understand the black skin, and and these products are made for okay. for our skin type. No. Someone yeah. like look, I'm not attacking them, but they're a perfect example. Someone like Kanyumbao, mm-hmm. now that they've gone all yellow and stuff, do they lose the 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 the, the benefits of melanin? Correct. Yes. Mm. They've lost that. Yeah. You lose that. So you fuck yourself up essentially. Hectic. Yeah, yeah true. Let's tell. I mean, let's not buy face. Well, and also I pay, <laughs> pay you to fix our. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Let's yeah. just call a spade a spade. It is what it is. Yeah, use the goods, man. Doctor, thank you so much for coming through, man. Really appreciate it. So much we've learned. You know, this is uh, these are the people that should be celebrated in society and worshipped. For not real. us fucking podcasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you living. guys make a real difference. Yeah. People with breast cancer. Mm. One boob is you know whatever what I mean? you fix. Yeah. A kid These are the born, real heroes. A kid is yeah. more deformed. You fix. Yeah. And I think, and also your industry has needs like a, a brand reshape. Yeah. Because 
all of us when we hear plastic surgery, we think of people who want to look fancy for aesthetics, and mm. but you guys actually yeah. help, and you 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 build people like their esteem, yeah. self esteem yeah. psychologically. You know, when you're deformed yeah. as a kid growing up, it fucks yeah. you up. Yeah. But if your parents have the means to fix you, then you've got a healthy kid growing up to be whoever they were destined to be without. The mental damage of no bullying, no exactly. depression. Thank you. Yeah, you guys are heroes. Man. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. Uh, I, I wanted to say, uh, where can people get you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so my practice is based in Hyde Park, uh, inside the Hyde Park corner. Okay. Oh, dope. And hmm. um, and then I do my operations in uh, at Sentin Intercare and at, also at Busamed. Nice. And then I have a website www.bruslelala.co.za. And then on Instagram, it's just at Dr. Bruce Lilala. Can we get commission? Because you're going to get a lot of patients now. Eh? Yeah, sure. Yeah, there must yeah. be a code somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Promo code. Yeah. A, a young promo code. Yeah, yeah young <laughs> 10K pay operation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Dr. Bruce Lilala. Thank you so much. Thank you so yeah, much, yeah, man. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to have you back because oh, there's yeah. still more questions that yeah. so we didn't really. get to. But yeah, you know, you're a friend of the show now. So if Chillers want you if back, we'll have you back. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, sir. Really appreciate your time. Coming for that six-pack, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, podcast and I'm coming too. <laughs> Welcome to Black Excellence. Do not fear, for if you do, just sip on some grandeur. And if you still do, ask ourselves what would... Mapapunzi do. Parama chilla, itlesha, lefigi. Ungo yi, even when they ask you, how sabi do not fear. For if you do, just say, Anistivi. This is the medicine of censorship. This is the pill. Which one is that one? Podcast and chill.